Welcome to Career Crashers, where we tell the stories of those who are not content to wait around following rules and hoping for good things to happen. Great careers aren't found, they're forged. It's time to crash the party. All right. So James Kawas, uh, I saw you tweet somehow. I don't even know. I remember now how it came about, but basically you tweeted that you had done this sort of crazy cold pitch to Airbnb at some point and ended up getting invited in uh, early in your career. And so I just hit you up and said, you got to come on Career Crashers. Since then, since you said, sure, I'll do it, I went and Googled you and like, you've got all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, Young entrepreneur, (laughs) CEO of uh, the selling company currently. We'll get into all that stuff. But let's just start right off with this Airbnb story, and then we can kind Perfect. of fill in whatever else. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I was uh, I'm originally from Beirut, Lebanon, so that's like 20 hours flight away from San Francisco. One day, I believe I was 17. I was I already had my startup. Uh, it was an app for people to buy and sell used stuff. I mean, that's what I've been doing for all my career, just helping people sell their used stuff. Now, now I'm running this selling company. But I really just wanted to, to meet Brian Chesky. I, I just wanted to meet him. I just wanted him to be an advisor at my company. I was just obsessed with Airbnb and like wanted to build an Airbnb and so on, uh, like, like, like an Airbnb marketplace, like, which was what I was building. And I was like, how can I get their attention? Like, you, there's no way you can get his attention easily. And so uh, no plans. I, um, I've been an Airbnb user. I decided to just literally come up with a feature. And so I, I started a blog. I, I didn't have a blog. It was called Mocked Up. So like ideas that I mock up. Again, no ideas on it. This is the first idea. Just some context, you know. And I came up with this idea called Airbnb Moments, which is very much like Airbnb experiences. Just like the idea is that you can document and go with your with your with your host you know on activities and show that and it could show on the side of your profile picture it's and i just mocked it up designs and i even made a logo for it and i made like a pitch for it just like as a pm would do inside the company really is what i learned later on and literally i blasted it out to a bunch of linkedin uh, sorry Emails I found on LinkedIn for Airbnb um, uh, so you employees. You just found a whole like, bunch of a whole bunch of Airbnb emails, emails and just blasted. Yes, it. yeah, like forty, like forty. And then I created a Twitter, right? And I had a like I did a lot of branding for it. Like I did mm-hmm. branding art and creatives for this project. It was legit, you know. It looked like a real project. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I created a Twitter for it and posted the link and and a picture and I tagged every employee on Airbnb in that picture on Twitter. All right. So literally next day, <laughs> the VP of design at Airbnb reaches out and says, we need to talk to you. And, and even in, at the end of the blog post, I said, I hope somebody at Airbnb finds this and steals it. You know, super simple, basic, nothing, asking for nothing, really. He said, can you come and pitch it? I was like, yeah, no problem. I'm in the Bay Area. I'll just pass by. I was in, I was in Beirut, Lebanon. I <laughs> I like, uh, yeah, I'm in the Bay area. (laughs) Yeah. I'm in the Bay (laughs) route. Exactly. And I was like, you know, yeah, I'll pass by how's next week, you know? And I, and I dropped that, you know, I just left high school. I I just ditched high school for a week, went to, um, San Francisco and met with probably 50 people in like a huge um, room at Airbnb. Brian Chesky was there. I, even when I went, I prepared like, 
like booklets about this feature with Q and A's and questions and answers, why this, how we should implement it, pros and cons. And I wore a t-shirt that had the logo of Airbnb moments, which is the Airbnb logo reversed and cut. So it looks like an M, an right? M. So it was, I was just so happy to do the hustle. I had no clue. And then at one point they asked me, what do you want? Like, do you want to come and work for us? Like, do you want us? Do you want us to hire you? I said, no. I mean, I have a startup. I just wanted to meet Brian Chesky, and then started laughing, like, <laughs> laughing maniacally. Like, they wanted to give me a job. They literally told me, like, if you want it, we can give it to you. We'd love to have you. And then I talked to Brian, and it was, it was so interesting. They told me at one point that my project was what everybody at the company was talking about the next day because everybody received it. <laughs> and I was like, it was so funny. Um, what an incredible, I mean, I just love that story. It highlights so many things that, uh, just things that we talk about a lot with people uh, on this yeah. podcast and a lot of career seekers, but I love especially the fact that like you sent it to so many people and now they're talking about it. And that's sort of an, uh, like exactly. an unknown thing that people don't realize. I think like yeah. apply, Absolutely. maybe if you're do, thinking outside the box, you will also email the hiring manager directly. If you email a bunch of people, they're going to talk and they're going to be like, hey, did you see what this thing that this one guy sent us, right? That's like such a, such a hidden gem. Absolutely. And here's the crazy part is the person who would reply to you is likely to be the most important. A lot of the lower level employees don't care, but the biggest level, like VPs, they want people on their teams. They could really, they're really invested in having great people. So that was crazy. That happened. And what I decided to do is like, this is so cool. I met so many cool people till this day. We're friends, very close. And what I did is I went and did the same thing on the same blog with Facebook, all right? Like, like six months after, all right? With something called Facebook events. There was no app for Facebook events. And I made a design for Facebook events, which is now an app, by the way. And Airbnb moments is now Airbnb experiences, which is great. <laughs> but um, not, not that it's for me. I mean, when I was there, they told us we were working on something very similar, which was experiences yep. that wasn't live yet. And so I did the same thing for Facebook, did the same strategy, but this time I knew it was going to work. And the next day I got a call from the director of engineering at Facebook. Again, 17 year old. I don't want to even a job at Facebook. And I interviewed and, and, and I talked to all the design team and they told me, do you want to join product or design? I told them, you know, frankly, I didn't know you were going to give me an interview. I just wanted to come in and see you guys. And I remember that day, Jack Ma was meeting with Zuckerberg on the campus. It was cool. It was cool. I just wanted to see that. I was just be, wanted to be part of that. But the interesting thing is I ended up meeting the guy who ended up facilitating my Equihire um, for my startup later on. So it was crazy, but it works. It's magic. That's, um, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. No, yeah. I want to know more about your, your startup. So, I mean, yeah, age yeah. 17, uh, yeah. I mean, how did you, how did you end up with a, with a company, um, at age 17? Yeah. So I started it at, at, at 15. It was an app for people to buy and sell used goods. I mean, that was a time when I was like, Craigslist sucks, you know, you know, what the hell is this? And, and there was no apps to buy and sell today. There's a bunch. And so we started one and, uh, we grew it in the U S to half a million users. Um, you know, people could buy and sell locally or ship. And uh, we spent five years doing that. And then it got acquired by Mercari, which is like a much bigger marketplace. Spent two years there, led growth and product. We IPO'd 
And then I was like, you know what? There's so much more to do. Most people don't sell their stuff. Most stuff just sits around and uh, we should fix that. So we started the selling company, which really builds products and experiments with technologies to sell people's used stuff in the craziest ways possible. So this so, is my career, really. Like, did you always know that you wanted to start your own company or did the, did your app when you were 15, did it start as just kind of a fun side project? And was there a moment when you're like, Oh, like this yeah. is my career. Yeah, no, you know, I, I wanted to build a company. It was very clear that I wanted to do that. I, I, I first, before that, I used to um, freelance, build apps and websites three years before that. And, and I even had like a, like a TED talk, TEDx talk when I was like a baby. And it was called, this is why I, I, I choose Google over university. I was based, I did it to tell my parents um, by the way, that I'm not going to go to college five years later. And I didn't go, you know, I got the Teal Fellowship dropped out. And, and then, so it was very funny, but, um, but yeah, I wanted to do it. It was clear that I had to do something. I love to do that. Um, it's, it's, yeah. So you've known that that's pretty awesome. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty rare to, to know with that much clarity at that age, but even if you do, I think it's really rare to have the courage to do it, especially yeah. with parental pressure and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. when you, when you uh, dropped out or decided not to go to college, yeah. um, tell me about that process. And then the, uh, the Teal Fellowship. So you were one of the fellows yeah. that was given a, a $100,000 grant yeah. to, you know, build yeah. a company instead of college. Yeah. T tell me about both of those, the sort of choice not to do college or to drop out. I don't know if you enrolled and then. Yeah. Out. No, I didn't go to college. No, okay, so you didn't, didn't go, go at all. Yeah, no, that was, it was, I wasn't going to go. And the Teal Fellowship actually came like a week before my last year in high school ended. So it was like, great, now I'm going to do it with 100K. And so at that point, my parents, again, I've done them that, that TED Talk thing. They, they kind of started understanding it. They saw that I was making money. I raised like 500K by the time I was in high school. They were like, this kid is up to something. Okay, all right, you know, he's got a you plan. Know, He's, he's doing something, you know, he's, he's not like playing video games or anything. And, and, um, and, and it's, it was, it was, it wasn't a hard transition at that point, uh, because, but I had to build it up. I had to make a lot of proofs um, for myself even, but I knew I was not going to go to college. I did apply just to tell them that I can get into college, but I won't. Um, but the 100K came in like done. Like, okay, if I, you know, if, you, if I would get 100K, I would drop out of college too. So you'd go do it by any means. So when you, um, when your company got acquired by Mercari and you said you spent yeah. two years there, yeah. that a difficult transition to go from being the entrepreneur yeah. founder oh, yeah. to being an employee in a much larger company. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, it was interesting. It was an echo hire, which is, which is again, not the spectacular acquisition, but, but something that was good enough and that, you know, all our team got jobs and we got a good deal, sweet deal to do it. And, um, you know, it was very different, actually. The interesting thing is, though, I joined it at, you know, a year and a half before IPO, crazy time, super growth. It was a very, um, it was a place where we can do anything we wanted and also coming in as entrepreneurs into a company. And that's super important. You come with it. People expect that you are going to be a bit crazy. You know, yeah. this guy, entrepreneur, you know, I, it was, I was 19 when I went to, into that aqua hire and I was, and they paid us a lot of money. I was, it was crazy. So I, we kind of had a pass to do crazy stuff. First thing I come in, I start a team called black ops. 
whatever. You know, <laughs> I just make it the coolest team. I make hoodies for it. I don't care. And we start pushing products and we just build crazy stuff. And like, no, pro- we didn't care about processes. I mean, not that that was very responsible, but we just started doing it. And, and, and it, you know what? When you start doing crazy things, the more people start doing crazy things. And I think that really changed a lot of things in the company. And, um, you know, we did everything we wanted to do with hundreds of millions of dollars of funding. It was, it was great. It was crazy opportunity for us without me being the founder or the CEO or having to worry too much about keeping that together all the time. So it was actually fun too. That's incredible. Um, (laughs) Give us the pitch on the selling company. So you clearly have this like people being able to sell physical used items. This is like in your blood, you're passionate about it. Absolutely. You had to start another company doing this. What What is different about this company than your previous attempts? What's unique about it than what's out there in the market? Yeah, yeah. So for for an entire eight years, you know, I was part of this idea that, you know, people should be able to sell their stuff. Let's build great tools and apps to allow people to sell the, their stuff. And, and, and eight years into it, I think the tools are as easy as it could be. Most apps, like a few pictures, and then you talk to buyers and you ship your stuff or you meet locally. What we ended up realizing, though, is that most people are the absolute worst person to sell their own stuff. Um, <laughs> and so, so we realized that most people will, can do it but they won't do it. It was, it was this interesting thing. We spent so much effort trying to convince people only to realize, well, you know, some people would do it, most people won't. And then um, what we're now experimenting with is, you know, how can we have people's stuff sold for them? How can we connect them to people who can sell their stuff for them? How can we build tech that sells their stuff for them? How can we make them skip the marketplace and negotiations and pricing and so on? So we launched several products, one of which was a, a personal assistant that sells your stuff. Now we have a platform called Flip, which is a marketplace that connects professional resellers, independent resellers to people who have stuff. And then it allows them to sell people's stuff for them and on consignment. And so, so we have a bunch of other crazy ideas that we're working on. We really have this approach where we're like, you know what, this is what, we're, what we've done forever. And this is what we really want to keep doing. It's ridiculously broken. Everyone knows how to buy stuff no one knows how to sell that stuff or like very little. So there's a huge gap. No one's fixing it. Um, there are great marketplaces out there, but still there's this gap. And so we're like, you know, we, we, we got to crack this. Me and my co-founder again of eight years. It, it's such an interesting market because when you just think at like a global level, the amount of physical items that exist everywhere, and then the number of those that are not wanted wherever they exist but would be wanted somewhere else if those people knew about it and knew how to find each other. Exactly. Like when you zoom out on the problem, I I remember, uh, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah. My wife and I, we used to watch this show. Sometimes you've probably seen it. Um, it's called American pickers and it's like these, yes, they go and find. And the thing that always gets me is, you know, they'll go to someone's old barn that's full of old stuff and they'll rifle through it to find one or two items that they know they can sell to their particular customers and pull it out. And I'm always thinking, here you are, probably all the people watching the show are looking at this barn full of stuff and they probably see 10 other items that they would buy right, exactly. if they could. And I almost exactly. imagine like, if you could just be like, here's a picture of my barn, everybody just start bidding on things and you yeah. post it online and people could just be like, hey, I'd pay this much in shipping so and this much, here yeah. you go. Like, cause you don't always know what you have. And even if you yeah. go with an expert, they're usually looking yeah. for a really specific thing, yeah. but there's all this other inventory. Like, like how close to 
how close to perfectly efficient resource allocation could we get? You know what I mean? Absolutely. (laughs) That's such a absolutely. It's you know the way. Yeah, you know the way I see it is 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 you know we know the the market that we you know you know the entire market of everything clothing electronics apply like the entire thing that is the market of goods there is a shadow market that is that could be as big as half of that entire market hmm. that is the used market that simply is not nearly used to its capacity there's an entire shadow business an entire second and third life some items can go up to 10th life basically be exchanging hands. I mean, we know it very well with cars. It's so clear with cars, but there's everything else. And, um, and that is a huge, huge potential. It's very interesting because number one, it's very efficient. And also it's a no bullshit answer to, 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 to environmental problems. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I, I, you know, I don't like, you know, straws that just get wet quick and stuff like that. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, something maybe works, but I feel like I believe we should do, you know, um, more with less, not less with less. And I feel like this is such a humble way to fix a problem without being pretentious about how environmental it is and so on. It, it literally turns stuff into money and gives it to another person and then so on and so forth. And uh, recycling is also a total bullshit market. I mean, recycling doesn't work. I mean, it works for some things. Most recycling does not actually work. So recycling as a technology is even not very evolved. So we need to find a lot of solutions. And and this is a great place to do it. So the mission is very promising. Um, When you start creating jobs for people who resell is another impact. And giving money to people who need it instead of stuff great like it just it, it's a feel good business what is the um where are you guys at as a company like how how far are you into the company do you have some good traction yeah. so far yeah yeah we, we we do i mean we, we're very a bit secretive about it. not not in a way that is uh, very obsessive i i've done in my previous startup a lot of press and you know i've done a lot of a lot of buzz and i realized it's too much bullshit. You know, if I, if you're not communicating with your customers, it's not worth it. You yes. know, and, and then and I couldn't care less what someone on TechCrunch cares or another startup or whatever, you know, um, and, and you just kind of want to just do your stuff with your customers. And so we, we've done hundreds of thousands in sales of, of stuff using the, all, all these techniques that we've been doing. And, um, you know, we, we actually just closed our, our, our seed round uh, a week ago. Again, we didn't do the tech crunch. We didn't do all these things. We don't want to do them really. At least, you know, I would rather be featured on declutteringmom.com versus, you know, going on, you know, the New York Times or whatever. So, so we've been kind of not very public about it, except with our target market, you know? That's such yeah. a, um, that's a challenging thing to understand, especially if you're in the kind of startup world bubble that uh, a, a press release doesn't mean success. Raising a funding round isn't like, it's not really, to me, that's not a news story worthy accomplishment. Yeah. It's like yeah. I convinced yeah. somebody yeah. to buy, you know, I just sold part of my company and I have to prove yeah. that it's worth it to everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, just getting get that relentless focus on customers uh, yeah. is just so important. To, to not and press can be great. Press can be great if 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 it's the press that reaches your customers. I mean, many times they say, "Yeah, do press to get investors." I mean, the investor is going to invest in you because you've been on TechCrunch. Like that's ridiculous. <laughs> you know what? 
Um, but again, you know, it's very attractive. As a young entrepreneur, I love that stuff. I love to, to be recognized. But now, you know, second shot, you know that everything comes from real, real work and which is all clients. But yeah. You know, it's funny. There's, there's a, there's a lesson in there not to make too much of a stretch, but to bring it back to the kind of, um, you know, job hunt process that who your customer is, that's what matters, right? So you got to be delighting the customers. Hitting the approval of others is not really relevant to succeeding at customers. And similarly, like if you want to win a job, you got to create something that wows the company you're trying to get hired by. Not something that makes your mom proud or your friends on Facebook say, wow, you're so impressive. Like who's your target audience? And they're the one to, to focus on. Absolutely. Job hunt as a service. I mean, like, it's just like, it should be like, you know, I loved it. I loved everything you've done, by the way, because, um, because it just, regardless of the exact solution, the exact solution is great, by the way, but, but the, you nailed it. You know, the point is, look, you are selling a service right now and, you know, it's a sales process. What? There is no job hunt. That's bullshit. Job hunt is not a thing. It's, you know, you're selling a service, you're a salesman, and you are the service. And, you know, how do you do that? There's so many ways you can do that. It's so funny. I think anyone can land any job. It's crazy how much people can make much more money, how, how, how much they can land crazy jobs without the requirements. Um, it just takes persistence. And that's something I wanted to ask you about. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to ask you questions. Yeah, man, anything show. flies. Yeah, it's, I, I once started, uh, you know, before, you know, while I was at Mercari, I started, I launched a website called Solver. And the goal of it, um, I could send you screenshots. Uh, the goal of it was to, um, instead of companies posting jobs offers, they po- post like a challenge and people apply to the challenge. And then, and it's like, a, and so because I wanted to hire inside of Mercari and I was getting all these CVs and people come, they pretend they answer you bullshit answers. No one, you can't, you can't tell. And um, the problem I found was when I started recruiting people, again, it was a hobby, not company or anything. Is a lot of people just don't want to put the effort. It's not a lot of effort, by the way. It's not, it's fun for a hustler, but a lot of people, I feel like a lot of skilled people are just not hustlers. And um, if you, it becomes this question is, are you actually trying to create hustlers or are you trying to find hustlers and tell them about the secret? So I, I'm curious how that has been going for you. Yeah, it's funny. Um, part of the, I think the root of the problem, because I've, I've been in this general space for almost eight years now with my previous company, Praxis, mm. is, a, is a college alternative boot camp program. Part of the root of the problem, I think, is kind of the um, too many years of schooling uh, kind of takes yeah. that, it kind of takes the hustler out of you, right? And you just sort of learn to like, just tell me what I need to do to get the grade. And yeah. So kind of yeah. trying to, I think it's inside a lot mm-hmm. more humans than we expect, but they've just been mm-hmm. so trained out of it that they kind of have to like relearn it. But yeah. so here's, here's my answer to that. And you can probably relate to this because you have a consumer yeah. app as well. And you kind of have this notion that, hey, look, even people who don't think that they're good at selling items or don't think that they have anything to sell, helping them realize you've got stuff that could equal money for you and go to a good home. And it's almost like a mindset shift wrapped in a product. And that's how I see Crash. The real value is the mindset shift is starting to understand, hey, I have a ton of value in the market and I could win some really cool jobs if I just framed it different. If I, if I showcased my skill in a slightly different way and like that mindset, once that happens, 
people are off to the races. Yeah, and so we kind of absolutely. try to wrap it in a product that appeals to a, a broad number of people. Not everybody, not everybody it appeals to. Right. So I want to make a right. video pitch. But if somebody's yeah. like, yeah, that kind of appeals to me, they don't need to be a total hustler, but they need right. to kind of be like a hustler in hiding, so to speak. Right, that, exactly. Like, they need that little light bulb moment. And that's the big absolutely. challenge, right? Like if you pick a, um, you know, if you have a product that's like, hey, we have to educate our, we have to make our, our customers different people than they are. For no, product. yeah, exactly. You're not going to win. But if you right. pick a product that's like, hey, we're going to sell something that's exactly what the market's already demanding, you're also not going right. to win because there's going to be tons of competition. Mm -hmm, and trying mm -hmm. to find that balance of like, can Absolutely. we give a product that appeals to a current desire and meets a customer mm -hmm. where they're at, but sneakily in the process yeah. of them using yeah. it without even noticing it, they level up and yeah. they kind of shift their mindset. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, Absolutely. It, we're kind of trying to hit that. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. It's funny though, and, your, your idea of like project-based hiring. So that's really, right now we're all focused on the job seeker side. Hey, this is the way you should sell yourself, present yourself, do projects, yeah. do pitches. Yeah. But really the next phase is yeah. companies, instead of just doing a posting and then getting hundreds of resumes, do yeah. a request for a pitch. Hey, I yeah. want you to send me this. I want to see, I'm hiring for a salesperson. Send me a list of 10 leads that you yeah. good and pitch exactly. me. And you're yeah. not going to get hundreds of applicants, but you might get yeah. a dozen really good yeah. ones and trying Absolutely. to solve it, not with quantity, but with quality. Anyway. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah, see, you turned this into an interview of me and it got me all hyped up. No, right? I, 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 was, I replied to your tweet because I was like, yeah, I mean, finally someone is actually tr like just stating it as it is, doing something about it. And I was like, because that shit works. It works. It's <laughs> so funny. People go to college, they pay hundreds of thousands of dollars. They spend months job hunting. They land bad jobs. It's such a life-changing thing that takes a hustle. Hustle? Are you kidding me? For me, hustle, I hustle for free so without expecting something. I just do it. And, and maybe because I have this extra little thing, but other people might not necessarily like it but they can do it and they can get change their lives jump jobs do whatever you want yeah and that's really the that's really the key is like once you realize yeah. it's harder at first but once you start doing it it feels so good it's actually not harder like so it's a good. challenge but it, but it's meaningful where the so typical good. job application process feels very disempowering so hey man this is absolutely awesome. Your story is wild and amazing. Um, if people want to learn more about you, where's the best place for them to go? You know, they can, they can, they can contact me on Twitter. It's at G I H A D K A W A S. That's my birth name, by the way, exotic name. It's a total different story. <laughs> um, um, I'm on Twitter. Really. I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn works great. I've, I've helped many people through LinkedIn. Um, very young people trying to get jobs, even hustle, actually. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always happy to help. I always love it to help people, particularly with hustling. I just always wanted to do that. I launched that solver thing to do it. But then again, I feel like where I gave up was where I felt, you know, do hustler, you know, is it, you know, are there some people who just, actually don't want to put in the effort. And, and I did kind of give up. I did. It was bad. It was the bad thing to do, which she didn't. And you clearly found something in between. You nailed it. Kind of, you now have a certain product market fit. And I think it's a great place to start. They, they well, can reach out to me and I can, and I can forward them to your website. And look, uh, one of the, one of the longer term positives of having, having a tougher labor market, it's harder to get jobs is that, you no longer have the option of just 
mailing it in and blasting out yeah. resumes. Um, and it kind of forces you to think more clearly That's about awesome. how to, how to yeah. sell yourself. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. that actually has a long-term benefit. So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey man, thanks Thank so much for joining much, us. Man. I appreciate you. Take care. Have you a bet. good Like what you hear? Go to crash.co and join the career revolution. If you want to share your own career crash story, send it directly to me at isaac at crash.co.